0: Hey, Bob here, and welcome back to the Your Virtual Upline Podcast, where we give network marketers the mindset, strategies, and skills that you need to build the business and life of your dreams. Hey, Bob here. Welcome back to the show, episode 264. Today, I'm going to be sharing with you three keys to help your new recruits get results fast. So if you're somebody that's listening to this podcast and you've struggled in this area, right? you've recruited people to your team over time that uh, you were excited about when they joined, you were hopeful that that new person was going to be the one that was going to make the difference, finally start to build that team that you so greatly desire, only to have that person fizzle out and fail. And this has been a trend that's happened to you many times. So if you're somebody that can identify with that conversation, and and if you're honest with yourself, this is kind of slowly taking its toll on your confidence and your ability to help people. Maybe you've even gotten to the point where you're not as excited to even share your business with people because those past failures of other people on your team have kind of weighed you down. This is going to be an important episode for you, so I'll let you know right up front, this is going to be equal parts mindset and strategy. So I'm not going to just be saying, hey, you know, the, the the secret is just having a better mindset, although we know that is a starting point. I'm going to give you some actual tactics and some real strategy, some things that you can do differently the next time you recruit somebody that I promise you, if you can do these three things, it is going to have such a huge impact on your results. So excited to share this information with you today. And hey, I just want to plant a seed and give you a little heads up. The time of us publishing this episode, it's going to be right around the beginning of December. So we're heading into the final month of the year. Obviously, this is the time of the year where we begin to start thinking about 2022 and setting those goals and building out our plans in terms of how we're going to achieve our big business goals for the year. And I want to let you know that we've got something special that we're going to be doing to assist you in the in this area. Uh, We've got two things coming up. These are things that I've never done before, so I'm really excited to share with you. But if you're somebody that's been stuck at your current rank for way too long and you need, you need a clear plan of action to help you get to that, get unstuck and get to that next level, then you're going to be really excited when you hear what we're doing. So I'm going to be making the announcement, official announcement on the first part of this plan of how we're going to help you build out a plan, start taking action to that plan and actually rank advance quickly in the beginning of the year next year, stay tuned next week and I'll have an announcement, something that you'll be able to take advantage of working personally with me in that area. So, so let me start off this episode by really kind of getting clear on who I created this for. So you hear me talk a lot on this show about this person that we affectionately like to call the accidental leader. Maybe you're new to the show, so just for uh, the benefit of any of you that might not have heard me, let me explain to you what an accidental leader is. So, it kind of the name is indicative of what it is. You're someone that is in a position of leadership. You have a team. Okay. But you really never intended on being there in the first place. Right. So, your journey in your business probably looked a lot like this. You fell in love with a product. You started using it, it created results for you. Um, those results were so great. And your experience with the product in the company was so great. It led you to making a decision that, hey, why not try to do this thing and make some money? And your journey in the beginning really began with just sharing the products because you were passionate about them and you wanted to help other people and you got some customers. But before long, because of your passion, because of your enthusiasm, people started to join your team. You started to recruit some people, and you started getting really excited because now your vision of what this could be became so much bigger because it wasn't just about you selling products. Now it was about you teaching and leading and helping other people to do that. So you finally started to understand the power of this profession where you could start taking advantage of leverage and getting paid off the efforts of other people, and you started to realize that you have this heart to serve, but you're limited in your capacity to serve because there's only one you. But if you could be a leader and if you could grow a team and teach other people how to do it, there was an—you know—there there so many more people that you could help through this business model. And so you started sponsoring and recruiting, but you noticed something pretty quickly that caused you to feel a little bit concerned. These people that you were recruiting, you put time and effort into teaching and training them. You were hopeful that every single one of them was going to be the one that was going to get your team growing, but you noticed a trend. They would get excited. They would get a couple of customers, but then that would be it. They'd hit the roadblock. You know, they weren't able to go out and duplicate what you were doing when it came to growing a team. And this started to really take its toll on you. You've reached a point in your business where you've let the past failures of the people you've recruited kill your confidence as a leader. And you're in this place now where you've got these people, you know, you've got, you know, 5, 10, 15, 20 people on your team, most of which you've recruited, but they're looking to you for this support. You know, they want it, but they're feeling stuck and you're struggling because you're really, you don't know what to tell them to do. You you struggle in part because you just don't know why they don't get it. Like, you didn't really have the training and support. You just went out and figured it out and you did it. But what you're realizing is most people aren't you. This has caused you to really feel kind of conflicted because – You're not sure whether this is ever going to really happen for you in the way that you're wanting it to. And what I want you to understand is you are an accidental leader. And here's the good news is this is something that can be fixed pretty easily. With a different mindset and a different plan, you can start really seeing different and better results. You can get out of the accidental leader role, start leading in a more intentional way so that you can truly impact the lives of the people that join your team. Today, I'm going to be sharing with you three of the most important tips. These are, you know, the accidental leader is the person that we serve in our program, the Legacy Leadership Academy, but it's really also part of my mission in the work that I do is I want to help accidental leaders get out of that role so they can really, truly use this business model to change people's lives. And that's what Love Serve Grow is all about. But I'm going to share with you three of the most important pieces of advice that we give accidental leaders when they join our program, LL.A. Here's what they are, and I'm going to go through each of these in detail. Number one, so the three keys to helping your new recruits get results. So I promise you, the very next person that you recruit, if you focus on these three things, you will be blown away when you see how differently people respond and how much easier it is to help, you, help them create results. Number one, you've got to start with the end in mind. And here's the key thing that goes along with this. Understand the difference between leading and teaching. See, most accidental leaders, when a new person joins their team, they go right into teacher mode. And I'm telling you, if you do that, that's part of the reason why people are struggling. So I'm going to explain to you the difference between leading and teaching. And one thing that leaders do that separates them from everyone else. The second key to helping your new recruits get results is you've got to have urgency when it comes to working with them. But here's the key phrase that I want you to keep in mind. This is the mindset and the belief that this is what I want you to be thinking about the next time someone signs into your team. Work with them like they are literally going to quit tomorrow. See, what I've learned is this, success loves speed. And one of the biggest mistakes that accidental leaders make is they put all this time and effort into getting somebody to sign up. And then when they sign up, there's not enough urgency to get them into the process and get them moving so that you can help them create momentum. And I'm going to explain to you how to do that. The third key is and we've already touched on this, and you you know that I'll, I could never give you advice in this area without at least talking about the mindset part of it. And here's what it is: you've got to learn how to manage your mind as you lead people along the way. See what you're thinking as you're training and teaching and working with people is such a critical part of this process. So I'm going to give you a, a couple of valuable pieces of advices in in that area. But let's dig into each of these three things. So number one, start with the end in mind. You've got to learn what it means to lead instead of just teach. And part of that is this. The single biggest mistake that accidental leaders make when it comes to onboarding and training their new people is they start right away with teaching. And here's what this looks like. They overload their new recruit with tons of information and training, showing them exactly what to do, the step-by-step plan, the moment that they join. And almost all of the ineffective onboarding systems that I look at in our programs, this is the mistake they make. Or a lot of accidental leaders we work with, they don't even really have a system for onboarding. So if you don't have a system, you are definitely making this mistake, I promise you. But here's the the false belief that this is based upon. The idea that if we just show this new person that signed up what to do, that they'll be motivated enough to take action. So like, I'll show you what to do and I'll show you what you can get if you do it, right? So here's what to do. Here's what you can get paid if you do it. And we believe that that should be enough to motivate people to take action. So we deliver this through all of our getting started training, our videos, all the things to do. Look, here's what, here's what I want you to do. I want you to take, just pay attention and even take an inventory, of everything that you give to a new person when they sign up, everything you direct them to do, all the Facebook groups to join, all the podcasts to listen to, the books to read, the videos to watch, the documents to go through. Take an inventory of everything that you unload on people when they join. And not just you, what are they getting from their company, your company? What are they getting maybe from your upline that might be you know asking them to do certain things? Is there calls or t- team Zooms? Like Just take a list of everything. And here's what I want you to realize. This stops people in their tracks. What I've found to be true is this. This new recruit that you have, they eagerly want to believe that your business can solve a problem in their life. That's why they joined. But if you flip right into teaching mode, giving them all the information right away, they will get lost and they will get overwhelmed. And when they are feeling overwhelmed, they will do nothing. So another way to say that is this, information and training does not equal motivation and action. See, it's almost like they're like water. Too much of it is just as bad as too little. And I've shared this story before when I talk about this concept, but there's a real life example that you know probably a lot of you have dealt with that I have always struggled with, and it's plants. Right? If we think of training and information like water and we think of the analogy of watering a plant, Giving a plant too much water is way worse than underwatering a plant see I, I I didn't understand this in the beginning when I remember when we when I first got uh, an office outside of my home, my wife Shannon she's not big on house plants because she knows that she won't be able to keep them alive right and so I under the false uh, belief that well I'm different, I love plants, so let me buy all these plants, put them all in my office, and they look beautiful and for about you know about a month, they were beautiful. But in my desire to want to help, because see, this is where this comes from, right? Because I wanted to help these plants and because I so desperately wanted to see them flourish, I overwatered them. The minute I felt like they were things were loaded, I would put more water in. More water, and, and I was doing it because I wanted to help. But what I didn't realize is I was slowly strangling them to death. I was drowning them. And then all of a sudden, I, I saw these signs of, of overwatering. And I looked it up and I was like, oh, okay, that's, I shouldn't have done that. And I'm telling you, the analogy applies to the new people on your team. You're overwatering your new recruits. You're going right into teaching mode. You're giving them too much, and you're not doing some important things. You've got to understand what it means to lead. And that's your job. You motivate people by leading, not teaching. Now, you might be asking yourself, Bob, what's the difference? What is the difference between leading and teaching? Well, I'm going to explain to you right now. There's one thing, one critical thing that leaders do differently. And they do this before they even get into the first inkling of training and teaching. They begin by promoting the end. See, here's what you have to do. You want to give your new recruit a better chance of taking action and getting results? Sell them first on the transformation that, occur, that can occur in their lives when they take action. Like, Understand that they didn't say yes because they wanted to start a business. They said yes because they have a problem in their life that they want to solve or – They haven't even made that connection yet. Like a lot of people may have just said yes because it was the next logical thing to do. But they don't see a lot of value in your business yet because you haven't connected it to a meaningful problem in their life. See, part of the job as a leader is to help people uncover the need, identify the problem, right? A lot of people don't even view the problem as a problem because they don't necessarily know they have a solution, right? You may have somebody that doesn't have a lot of free time. Because they're working, they have a job or career that's demanding and they have family, but they don't necessarily view time as a problem because they don't know that there's a way for that, them to not have that be an issue. But then you introduce them to network marketing. You say, look, this is a way for you to get your time back. This is a vehicle for you to be able to spend more time with your children. And then you start making the connection that, yes, you know, me not having time, it is an issue in my life. I can see how it's robbing me of these things that I would love to do, but I've never thought about it because I never had an option for it to be different. But what you're telling me is this could be different. See, what we do is we find out what's missing in their life. What are they dissatisfied about? And then we may, we sell them on how this thing can be a vehicle to help them in that area. But if when they join, if you go right into teaching, you never have a time to connect with them in that way. See, the psychology of the new person is this, is if they are clear on the problem and why they joined, they desperately want to solve that problem, right? but if all you do is dump on them information and training now solving the problem feels a lot more complicated and time consuming than maybe they're willing to give see we have to make it really simple but before we get into the teaching and training we've got to get them genuinely excited about taking action like how how different would it be if your new person was excited to go talk to people well you want to know how you create that you get them to visualize how great their life will be when they finally take action and implement what you're going to teach them so when the benefit right when the benefit of taking the action appears greater than the pain of the work your new person will be a hundred times more likely to actually get started so think about it. I'm going to say that again that's so important if we could think of a scale, okay, on one side is the benefit of taking the action. So that's like, what is their life going to look like when they solve that problem? You know, how much better could their life be? How would they feel if that thing that, that that's causing them dissatisfaction wasn't the case anymore? That's the benefit of taking the action. But then there's the cost of taking it, the fear, the self-doubt, you know, the, the, the risking other people's opinions of them doing something different or something like this. There's all these costs. The problem is is if you're not building up the if you're not getting really clear in their mind why they're going to do it or why it's important to them and you're just getting into hey here's how to do it and here's what you can get out of it but you're not making it meaningful in their in terms of how they're thinking and feeling they're less likely to do the work cuz the cuz the cost the pain of the work is so great but if we can have the outcome clearly in mind and they're truly starting to feel inspired by just the possibility of that being something that could happen for them, they're going to be more likely to get started. See, unless they believe it, there's no way they're going to take action long enough. Now, now that brings up an important point. Most people are not going to necessarily believe it right away. So it's your job to help them get clear on why they're doing it and then teach them how to believe it. Now, I'm going to cover that in the third step. But you got to start with the end in mind. Now, here's some questions that you should be thinking about that you can ask them. Like, because part of this is if you go into this already knowing how your business can help, see, so identify what ways could your business or winning in your business help enhance someone's life. Right? How how could somebody's life be different or better once they've been successful? How would that make them feel? These are questions that I would be asking someone. But leaders ask questions. They spend more time listening than they do talking, and that's a big difference. So before you get into delivering all the training and going through the steps, take some time to lead people, connect with them in this way, and watch how much more likely they are to follow through with the plan. Here's number two, and this is... Arguably one of the best pieces of advice I was ever given when it comes to training new people. Work with them like they're going to quit tomorrow. See, you got to have urgency. One of my early mentors said this to me. I'll never forget it. He said, Bob, he goes, you got to treat every new recruit of yours like they're going to be your next superstar. Treat them that way, right? You know, Speak to them as if you know you see something in them that they can't see in themselves. But work with them. Like they will quit tomorrow. See, what I've learned is this success loves speed. You must be urgent, right? Like I can think of my early days and I just cringe when I think of how much time and effort I put into signing someone up and recruiting someone to my team. And then before I understood what I'm teaching you now, I also think about how I almost kind of, in some sense, took my foot off the gas when they joined. So it was like all this urgency and pressure I was putting on myself to get them to join, I kind of relaxed a little bit once they join. I'm like, okay, now they're in. See, it's the exact opposite. The real work starts when they join. You got to have extreme sense of urgency. Because what I've learned is this. Unless you can get someone in and take advantage of that momentum and excitement that they had when they said yes— Every day that goes by, that stuff begins to wane. So if you're not really creating a sense of urgency for them to get in and get moving, they're not going to just do it on their own. That's up to you as a leader. So the sooner you can get someone in and get them moving, the more likely they will be to get results. It's a direct correlation. The longer the amount of time that goes between when, so think of it like this, the moment they join to when they take their very first action. The longer the time between those two things, the less likely they will be to succeed. Now, it's not just taking action. It's taking the right action. So here's where we have to build in a training system that creates urgency but also helps them teach teach them the right way to go out and do it. So we got to figure out a way how to do that. Now, there's a couple of things that I want you to be thinking about. There are four things I want you to be thinking about in this area. Number one, we've got to get people a quick win. See my the way that I when I understood what I'm teaching my I viewed my job as a leader was when my someone new joined my team it was my job to move heaven and earth to do everything that I could to help them create some sort of a quick win a result now that result could be their first customer The best kind of result or quick win could be their first team member, but it might just be a couple of appointments set up with people that are interested to learn about the products. I want them to be feeling better about the process because we're starting to see some kind of progress. I would tell people, look, your job is to just share. My job is to help you create the result. Take the pressure off of them. Let them know that if they're simply willing to go out and share with people in the way that you teach them, when they find someone interested, you're there with them to help create that result. But you can't just say it. It has to be the case. So when you enroll someone that's ready and willing to do the work, you got to be all over them. The first seven days of a new person's business are arguably the most important period of time in their entire career because that's when most people will decide whether they want to do it or not. If they don't make it past the first seven days, right, you, you think that they just quit. They quit in their first week. They just didn't tell you. You're just finding out now. So you got to have urgency to get them a quick win. Now, to get them a quick win, you got to keep the training simple. This is the biggest area of focus is that when I take a look at accidental leaders and what they're teaching and training people when they join, it's very clear you're overwatering your plants. That's why they're dying. Right? You got to really pare it down to the bare-bone essentials. What does somebody need to get in, get excited, and start talking to people? Right, you, They will learn while they earn. So what winds up happening is when I take a look at like on existing onboarding systems of accidental leaders, we literally take out 85% of what they're teaching them, and we just say, put that to the side and just focus on this. And the difference that it makes is immeasurable. You got to keep it simple. Third thing is this, be assignment-driven. When you're teaching and training someone, if you're meeting with them, if you're having a conversation with them, never leave that meeting or conversation without a call to action, meaning that they are going to do a specific thing. They are going to take a specific action or series of actions within a specified amount of time. So I might say, look, you're going to talk to 10 people in the next 72 hours, or that's what they agree upon. And then we have a follow-up date. 72 hours from now, let's talk about how it went. You've got to be giving them small assignments so they start taking the first couple of steps to see progress. After they take the first step, we reassess. Do we need to do more training? Do I need to work on their mindset? Where are we at? Do I need to step in? We're breaking it down into small pieces. And then the fourth thing is you got to hold them accountable. Here's another area where leaders are different than teachers. A teacher, somebody that's leading with fear, somebody says they're going to do something and they don't do it. They're like, oh, that's okay. Okay. Let's just do it this time. That's not leadership. Look, if you, you you told me you wanted it, I took the time to find out the problem you want to solve. I know this is something that is important to you. You told me you were going to do something simple and you didn't do it. That's not okay. It's my job as a leader to point out to you that your actions and your words are not in alignment, that you're not in integrity. Now, you might say, well, Bob, that, that's a scary thing to do. Well, I, nobody ever said leadership was easy. I just said it, that it was worthwhile. See, that's what we're paid for. We're paid for leadership. And part of the reason why accidental leaders struggle when it comes to building a team and really tapping into the big money and the big success and changing other people's lives because they're afraid to do this. Don't be afraid to hold someone accountable. That's your job as a leader. That's your responsibility. Now, trust me when I tell you, somebody will let you know if they don't want that from you, right? The wrong person, you'll know right away. You hold them accountable, it'll push them away. But guess what? It's only a matter of time before they leave anyway. It's better you find that out sooner than later. The right person will respond to it. The right person will respect and value you more in their life because you're willing to do that. See, that's the thing that you're looking for. So it's almost like as you begin to lead, you find out quicker the people that are actually deserving of more of your time and support. So those are the things. Urgency. So just to backtrack, number one, you got to start with the end in mind. You got to lead people before you teach them. But then once we get into the teaching and the training, we got to have urgency. Work with them like they're going to quit tomorrow. Be th- have that be the thing that's in your mind. And then the third and the final key to helping your new recruits get results is this. Manage your mind as you lead them along the way. Here's the question I want you to ask yourself. Are you letting the past failures of your personal recruits kill your confidence and belief as a leader? This is the, the biggest area where accidental leaders stay stuck. And my question to you is this, what are your red light stories you have around leadership? How have you attached yourself to the past failures of the people on your team? What have you made that mean about you? Because I promise you, if you tune into the stories and the thoughts in your mind, the frequencies that you're vibrating from every day, you've got a lot of scarcity and you've got a lot of fear. You have red light stories or you've made it mean something less about you. Look, I got news for you. It's not your job to make people successful right? Don't make someone else's failure mean anything less about you because at the end of the day, it was their decision to not do the work. It was their decision to let the nose steal their dream. They let that happen. Your job as a leader is not to make people successful. It's to help people become successful. And guess what? Part of how you help them is not making their failures mean anything less about you. I'll share this with you in closing. The number one thing that your new recruits need from you is for you to believe in them. Because they don't believe in themselves, they're just like you. They do, you know. They said yes, but they they hope it's going to work, but they don't believe. They never seen themselves as a leader. They never thought they were going to be a successful entrepreneur. They just don't see themselves like that. See, they need you to truly believe in them, and have that be the foundation that props them up until they can believe in themselves. Part of how we believe in ourselves is we have a leader or a mentor that we respect that we trust that believes in us so hard that eventually that just starts to seep in and we start to believe in ourselves. It's almost like it's like man, this person must see something in myself that maybe I haven't seen it but I'm going to start believing it's there. So far past any scripts, systems, support anything you could ever do for somebody, this is the most important thing. Now here's the catch. You can't give that gift to someone if you haven't first given it to yourself. So when I say managing your mind As you lead them along the way, pay very close attention to what you're thinking and feeling when it comes to you working with your people. Because if your leadership is driven by red light stories, if you're training somebody and you're telling yourself a red light story and you're focusing on, you know, this person's just going to fail like all the other ones, and I must be doing this wrong because the the last person I recruited didn't, didn't succeed, so what am I, like if that's what's happening, if it's your head just filled with red light stories, you're not showing up from a place of belief. That's not leading with love. That's leading with fear. And that's contagious. So you've got to get really intentional about what is the story that you need to tell yourself in that moment. Like, you know, you're, you need to be showing up as your best self. That's what the people on your team need. And guess what? Your best self wouldn't make it about yourself. So what do you need to be thinking and feeling so that you could show up as your best self. And if you were showing up as your best self, you'd be focusing on them. You'd realize that this person needs me to be confident. So what would I need to be thinking and what would I need to be telling myself to feel confident, right? Work in reverse. What's the end result you want? Well, I want them to be successful. If they were successful, what would be the actions as a leader that you would be taking every day? Well, I'd be showing up and I'd be holding them accountable, right? If they didn't do what they said they were gonna do, I would be challenging them and calling them out. I'd be supporting them. I'd be leading them. Okay, great. Well, then how would you need to be feeling in order to do those things every day? Well, I need to be confident. I need to be inspired. I need to be convicted. Okay, great. Then what would you need to be thinking? What's the story that you would need to tell yourself in order to create those feelings? That's where we apply the formula to transformation to change our lives. We work in reverse. But I'm just telling you right now, you do those three things, right? You do those three things. You have an exponentially greater chance your next recruit to help them actually take action and see results, so that's the episode for today. I hope you got some value out of this, and, and hey look, if you're somebody that is listening to this and you hear me talking about this accidental leader, and you're like, man, this is like so on point, like this is me, this is what I struggle with. I just want to let you know we exist in part to serve you in our business it is it is our mission to help you go to that next level. And when it comes to you getting unstuck and hitting that next rank, stay tuned. Next week, I'm going to have a big announcement, some things that we're going to be doing in December and January to really help you get started and make 2022 your best year ever. So with that being said, have an incredible day, everybody. And uh, I'll see you soon on the next episode. Take care.